What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Catholic Dating Podcast. This is a niche that needs to be filled. There are some great Christian dating podcasts. There are some great podcasts about marriage um, or about theology of the body. But we need something for the Catholics who are in the trenches of the dating scene. The people who were not quite so lucky enough to, like, meet their spouse at, you know, Franciscan University and then get married at 22 and they already have, like, five kids before the age of 30. This is for the people who are, like, in the tunnel and they do not see the light and they're wondering if there are other people around or if the apocalypse has already happened and they're just left behind. So... Grab a glass of wine, put your comfy slippers on, and come hang out where we can commiserate about the woes of Catholic dating. We can share our wins. We can talk about some of the practical dating advice that could certainly benefit us all. And just generally, this is supposed to be a space for Catholic singles to hopefully not feel so alone or feel like they are crazy. So welcome. I hope to have a lot of opportunities for audience participation. I've got an Instagram page at the Catholic Bachelorette where I do all kinds of polls in my IG stories, trying to like survey the masses. What are people thinking? What are people's experiences? Uh, I also am very open to stories via DMs, via the hotline, if you want your voice to be heard on the, uh, the not the airwaves, because this is not a radio show, but you know, the, uh, I don't know, the fiber optic network, something like that. But yeah, I want to hear from you. I want to share your stories um, and hopefully have, uh, some of you on as guests. This is for singles, okay? The marrieds, you're welcome to hang out, um, but this is a place for the people on the battlefront, not for the people who have already won the war. Um, sorry if the language is dramatic, but if you know, you know. So I'm sitting here with a glass of wine. I'm not a big drinker, but I felt like I needed something to kind of uh, make this a fun environment so I don't just feel the weirdness of, of like talking to um, my wall. My dog's around here somewhere. Um, fun fact, this glass of wine or, or the, the bottle of wine that this glass is from was a gift from a guy that I went on two dates with. Um, so that's awkward. We like went to a winery on our second date and I had a glass of wine. It was really tasty. And then we were both going to buy bottles of the wine that we tasted. And then um, he actually ended up paying for my bottle of wine, which was very, very sweet. Um, unfortunately, it was not a romantic connection on my end. Um, so a couple days later, I did end things. And I feel kind of bad. Like he was a really nice guy. And this is why guys hate dating. This is why guys are so demoralized in dating. They're like, I took her out. I paid for the date. I was a gentleman and she still broke up with me. And I'm like, I get it. Trust me. I hate myself for it. Um, but at the end of the day, we are only looking for one person. 
Um, and you want somebody who likes you as much as you like them, I hope. I don't know. Full disclosure, I don't really know what I'm doing either. But I have this bottle of wine that I need to drink or want to drink. So, cheers. So, I figured I would tell you a little bit about myself, my dating history, um, my background, so to speak. Um, and hopefully you can find something that you relate to. So, I am 31 years old, little more than 31 and a half, which like depending on how old you are, either sounds ancient or like a spring chicken. Like if you're 24 and you're single, you're like, oh my gosh, there are people who are still not married at 31. Like I might have to date for another six years. Um, and, and to that, I'm, I'm sorry to not be a story of hope. Uh, but if you're like 37, you're like, gosh, I would give anything to still be 31 in the dating scene. Um, so that's me, 31. I was kind of a late bloomer to dating. I mean, I did date in high school. I technically had my first boyfriend when I was 15. We dated for a month. I was kind of like pressured into it, like not by him, but sort of by him. Like I told my sister that I kind of like this guy and then her and her boyfriend like set up a date and he like showed up at my house with flowers and he took us on a, a double date with my sister and her boyfriend, who is now her husband, by the way. Both of my sisters married their high school sweethearts, so lucky them. Um, and yeah, I just was really uncomfortable and um, just didn't want to be his girlfriend. Um, he's gay now, so I guess he didn't want to be my boyfriend either. Um, then I had one other boy, one other boyfriend in high school. We dated for a couple months and it was like this guy that I idealized for over a year. Like I had this massive crush on him. I thought he was like a, I don't even know, like a, a creature from, from above. Um, and I, I don't know, just like didn't click in the relationship. Like it was just, I don't know. Like I felt like he never really wanted to like call me on the phone. We did go on some dates, but I don't know. I, this is so long ago that it's just like weird to even think about. But anyways, went to college. I did not date in college, not entirely by choice. I mean, I was kind of discerning religious life for a while. There were some guys I had crushes on, but it was, I guess, not reciprocated um, or either that or like I was just shy and like didn't know how to drop the hanky. Um, there was like one dude who was like, like an ex-seminarian that I kind of got to know, but he definitely had issues and thank God we didn't date. Um, and then I graduated college and I went on a handful of dates. I don't know. I just felt uncomfortable. Like dating is so awkward. It's so weird because Unless it's somebody that is just from your friend group, which I think is what tends to happen in like high school and college is you're just in a co-ed environment. And so you just naturally like gravitate towards somebody. But like once you get out of that atmosphere, you're basically going out with strangers or like people you barely know. Um, and you're having like one on one time with them. And it just is kind of uncomfortable. And maybe not for everybody. Like maybe I'm just socially awkward. So that's an option. But, you know, Went on a handful of dates. Um, I was still kind of discerning religious life. Um, and I think I finally sort of put that to rest, like, when I was about, I'd say, 25. Um, need another sip of wine here. 
I'm gonna try not to make like drinking sounds on the mic. That's like the worst thing, like the mouth sounds on the mic. Like nobody really wants to listen to that. Um, if anything crazy happens, I'll cut it out. But let's see. So Len, I kind of got involved in a love triangle situation, which maybe that's a story for another day. Um, and then I blinked and I was 27 and all of my friends were married. Um, I have an early birthday, like I'm a January uh, birthday. And so that year that we all turned 27, by the end of that year, everyone was married. Um, and I just assumed like, okay, it's finally my turn. <laughs> like, save the best for last. I don't know. Um, but I, I bought a house and um, I just kind of thought like, okay, like I, I'm a little, I'm settled and all that I need is the husband. And so I guess I kind of for like, you know, the five years after college was just sort of like, well, I'll probably just meet somebody. Like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then I turned 27, everyone was married. And I was like, I think I have to try online dating um, because there was not really anyone I was interested in that I knew. So it was time to find people that I didn't know that I might be interested in. Um, and that was like, an experience. Um, I first got on Catholic match as you do. And honestly, like it was kind of slow. Uh, I actually feel like Catholic match is better now than it was like four years ago when I first got on. I think more and more people are, are, I think more and more people of like my generation are starting to get on it. Like they have an app version now, not just the web version. Um, but it was like kind of slow. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going (laughs) to, here's the thing. And like, maybe this is naive of me. But this is naive of me. Now I know because it's been four years. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm like decent looking. I have like a good personality. I'm not super weird. It won't be that hard. I kind of told myself like the reason I was still single is because I really just hadn't tried that hard to find somebody, which was true. Um, And I just sort of thought like, okay, once I get out there, like there'll be a decent pool of men and I'll just find one that I kind of like. And so- Catholic match was sort of slow and this is the worst thing about Catholic match and if you're on there you know this is true like when somebody looks at your profile you get a notification so like let's say you are just like browsing and you first of all if you see somebody that you personally know on there beware because if you click on their profile they will know Um, but the worst part is like if you click on someone's profile you like them you send them like a heart or you even send them a message you'll be able to know if they look at your profile and then just don't respond. And that's like the worst feeling. You're like, oh, they saw me and then they decided no. Like you you kind of have, you, you like that sort of um, ignorance is bliss feeling where you're like, well, maybe they never saw it. No, on Catholic Match, you know, we're, we're all about growing in virtue, right? So they're just trying to like help you with the humility. Like people think, some people like get on dating apps because they're like looking for an ego boost. Catholic Match is not the ego boost place to go. Like you go on Hinge, you go on Bumble. If you're a girl, you'll probably get an ego boost. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try Hinge. Uh, actually, I think I tried what I got. Hinge, Bumble, Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, Bumble's just like a crap show. Like, and, and I don't, it's weird because it's like the girl's message first, which is like fine. I don't have a, a huge problem with that. But like, I think a lot of guys just go on there and then just don't do anything. And so you just have this huge line of like potential people that you could talk to. And you only have 24 hours to like send someone a message. I don't know. I just didn't like it. And like, I didn't feel like the caliber of men was that high on Bumble. 
Um, Coffee Meets Bagel was just like not, it's not big enough. There just wasn't a huge pool of people um, like relatively in my area. So like Hinge is by far the best like secular dating app. And I got on there and um, I think I, I think I started chatting with like two guys and went on dates with both of them. One of them was like a really nice guy, but like, I don't know, like, and this is, this is one of the challenges of dating. It's just that a first date is, there's so much pressure, right? And so it's just normal to be nervous and to be kind of like in your head. And like, I was already nervous, but I'm like kind of good at faking it and just like chatting and carrying a conversation. But like, I could tell he was kind of like nervous in his head and it just, I don't know. It just didn't click. And maybe I let him go too soon, but it is what it is. It was like four, three, I don't know, three years ago, maybe. Um, and the other guy that I met, like, <laughs> he, um, he was a lot more extroverted, which kind of made just the dating itself feel a little bit more calm because you don't feel like you have all the pressure on you to carry on the conversation. But he was a strange one. Like, he was a very good-looking guy, but I don't know. Maybe I question his sexuality as well. He was, like, really into, um, what is it? Is it, is it Lululemon? I don't know. I feel like that's a women's store. There's some store like that that he, like, shops at, and he was, like, telling me how he gets his shirts tailored, which I was, like, and not even, like, sh- like shirt for, like, a, a suit or, like, a tuxedo. Like, this is just, like, his normal wearing shirts. He got them tailored. <laughs> and, like, he told me, like, love scented candles from anthropology. And he complimented me on my eyebrows. And was like, you have really nice eyebrows. Like, would you ever want to help me with my eyebrows? And I was like, mm, maybe. I don't know. He just was very into his, like, kind of vain. Like, I was going on vacation and he was like, oh, like, send me what outfits you're going to be wearing. And, like, it could have been kind of, like, a weird, like, creepy thing, but also could have just been, like, like, why do you care that much about what my clothes? Like, just whatever. Um, Any of these guys, I mean, they were both Catholic, but I don't think it was, like, a real, like, spiritual connection anyway. So blah, 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 whatever. Um, You know, kept it up with Catholic match. And, like, finally I met someone that I really liked. And we ended up dating. Um... Technically, like, for, like, I think, like, officially, like, six months, but, like, you know, we had been getting to know each other for a couple months prior to, like, you know, being, like, an official couple or whatever, and I, I just assumed that he was the one. I was, like, all my friends are married, you know, nobody's had to do this, I have been here in the trenches a little bit dating, I don't really enjoy it, I've met somebody I like, I've been praying for a spouse, he is the one, and I'm not gonna do anything to mess it up. He is the one. Um, And it was a good relationship, um, but we were definitely at different places in our lives. I was super settled and just, like, felt like the spouse was, like, the last piece of the puzzle, um, which I don't know if that's a good mentality or not, but that's how I felt. It's kind of how I still feel. But he was, like, at a very transitional point. He was getting out of the military. He was from the West, like, out West, and he kind of wanted to he'd been living in DC for like five years and he really wanted to go back to where he was from and like I was I was open I was like if we get engaged like I would I would move out there like if you took me out to meet your family and then we got engaged like I would move out like I I was open to that um and I just don't think he had the same like certainty that I did and so um he ended things and 
um, I was devastated. Um, and it was hard. It wasn't just like it, it the heartbreak itself was was excruciating, but I think for me, there was almost this like spiritual wound to it as well because I had been like praying about my quote unquote vocation for li- literally 10 years, like literally since I was like 18, 19 years old. Like I had gone on discernment retreats with religious sisters. Um, you know, didn't ever feel quite like that was the fit. Um, kind of avoided dating for a while because it just, I don't know, just so anxiety producing. And then like really like it took, it took guts for me to put myself out there like that. I'm pretty generally confident, but just dating is like, ugh, it's just, you feel like the spotlight is on you and it's just uncomfortable. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I just felt like, okay, like it's, it's time, you know, um, I, you know, uh, it's probably something I could spend another episode talking about, but I think, um, you know, you hear these stories about people, you know, and we kind of spiritualize things as Catholics where, you know, some be like, well, I was praying this novena and on the ninth day or on the 54th day or on the feast day of blah, 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 I met so-and-so or I started dating so you know, and you just kind of like spiritualize it. You just think like, okay, if I pray the right prayers, if I pray the right novenas, if I intercede with the right saints, like it's going to happen. Um, and that's not to say it's not going to happen, but it doesn't always happen in that kind of timely manner, so to speak. So I just felt really kind of just hurt and disappointed in God. I felt like I, um, I felt like I had prayed and like discerned and hoped for so long. And then I felt like God dangled what I wanted in front of me to the point where I was like grateful. I was like, oh my gosh, like God answered my prayer. Like, I can't believe it. Like, Everything everybody says about falling in love is true and it's finally going to happen to me. And then like it it felt like he just took it away and was like, you know, haha, just kidding. Um, so that just like threw me into kind of a dark period spiritually, you could say. And then went through like just some other difficult things. Um, a dear friend of mine passed away. Um, and so it's just like a heart. My dog died. Like, come on. That was all I had, my dog. Not really. I mean, I have a wonderful family and a great community and friends. But just it just felt like, wow, one thing after the other. So anyways, um, obviously took time off from that to heal. And a lot of healing did happen. I will definitely do an episode on how to heal from a breakup. Um, Because that is a real – it was one of those things, like, I had never really experienced that. Like, again, like, I feel like even though I did date a little bit in high school, like, I was kind of a late bloomer to to love. Like, never – I would say, like, that was my first love. Like, 28, 29, like, it's kind of a late age to fall in love. And that was really – even though I had been broken up with before, it just – it wasn't the same. Like, this was, like, real heartbreak. Um, So it's like I finally understand what all those Taylor Swift songs are about. (laughs) Um – uh, anyways, uh, blah, blah, blah. so yeah, then there's just been like pe- on and off periods of dating, um, back on Catholic match, back on hinge. I've had some setups. Um, and I don't know, there's something like you feel very self-conscious if you get to a certain aging or single, cause you feel like it's one of two things. You either feel like there's something wrong with me and like people don't want to date me or I'm too picky and it's literally my fault that I haven't found somebody. Uh, And you just, like, really second-guess your own judgment. And you're like, what does it mean to settle? 
Um, you know, am I supposed to be attracted to the person or they just have to be a good person? Uh, and, that, and that's like such a tricky thing because I've definitely had experiences where I was super attracted to somebody and they were had serious issues. Um, and then you meet someone who's like such a great guy and you're just not, you just like, it feels like a brother or a friend. Um, so anyways, um, but yeah, after, once I like, after that breakup, once I kind of healed and was ready to get back into the dating scene, that's when I started the Catholic Bachelorette account. Cause I was just like, like the thing that helped me the most in healing from the breakup, besides just like a lot of spiritual consolations that I eventually received was just finding community with other people who were in the same boat. I really couldn't turn to any of my friends because they were all married and a lot of them just didn't date that much to find their spouse. Um, And so I I found there was like a Christian podcast called Heart of Dating. It's a really excellent podcast, highly recommend it. And there's like a Facebook group. It's really active. And that was a really great place to just connect with other Christian singles, especially like other people in their 30s. Like I was, you know, dumped at 29 and then turned 30 as a single woman. Like never thought I was going to still be single at age 30. Like just, you know, didn't think that. And if you're under 30 and you're like dreading being single at age 30, I will say like you feel this anxiety as you get to 30. But like once you hit 30, it's kind of like, oh, okay. I feel like I have time again. Like it's 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 sort of something you build up in your mind and it's really, you know, it's it the number itself is like symbolic, but honestly, like turning 30, 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> um what was I saying? Um, but yeah, just finding other Christians who were in the same position as me. Um, and then that account was just really great to share. Like I was honestly still even six months later, like processing a lot of things. So I have some kind of like very dr- melodramatic stories, um, posts in there, but then it was also just fun to do like stories and polls and, you know, just connect with people, see what people are thinking. Cause again, the dating scene, like there are all these people who say like, here are the rules you need to follow. And the worst is when you like, you'll see this with secular people and Christian people. And they'll try to give you like a step-by-step guide of like, this is how many dates you go on before you become exclusive. You know, this is like, he's supposed to do x y and z to pursue you i don't know they, they try to like take something that is very much an art and make it a science like dating is not a science dating is an art um you can certainly apply like statistical <laughs> analyses to these things i mean it does involve human behavior but it's just not like a you know if you do x y will follow because if it did it'd like That'd be easy. That'd be super easy. So I am excited to share more of my stories and also just a lot of the lessons I've learned along the way. Not that I am an expert in the dating um, field, but you learn things as time goes on. So I think that's a good place to wrap this up. Like I said, little intro to the podcast, little intro to me, and now I want to hear from you. So follow me at The Catholic Bachelorette. Um, I will have regular Q&A boxes for you to like submit questions for the podcast. 
Um, there will be a hotline that you can call in with voicemails and um, share stories or um, ask for advice, things like that. And um, we're just going to have a ball. Like, if we have to be single, it's kind of like, remember, <laughs> remember the pandemic, you know, that thing that happened like three years ago and we were like alone together together alone. We are alone, but we are not alone because we are all alone together. That is kind of what it's like to be single as an adult. It's like you're alone. And so the best thing to do is to find other people to be alone with um, because they will understand. And then maybe, you know, you will be alone. You'll find another person who's alone and you decide you want to be alone anymore. Decide you want to be together. So that is that. Cheers. Another sip of wine. And I'm so excited for you to join me on the Catholic Dating Podcast.